This is the Enneagram 8 Podcast, and we're here to take you inside the armor. This is the sparkly half of our holiday episode. This one's for us. We asked you what you wanted, and you said relationships. But when we got into it, it got really heavy and serious really fast. And that's not very festive, so so we're going to do it our way first. This week is sugar cookies and party games. Relationship tensions, that'll be next week. All right, so let's get into Christmas prep. So do you want to talk about what you've done to get ready? Sure. So every year, I'm a really big list keeper. So usually right around, I'm going to say like early November, I get the kids to write out lists. And now because, you know, they're older and they've got phones and devices and whatnot, they actually send me Google keep lists with those checkbox. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I then have that all stored away. And I usually start with online and I get as much of the stuff I can do online it's as possible done. Yeah. yeah. And I have a beautiful old fashioned trunk at the end of our bed. <laughs> I found it at a garage sale and I was like, oh my, it looks like a pirate chest. <laughs> it is gorgeous. And that's where I store all the gifts that we get. Do you so lock they're it? all filed away. No, the kids like surprises. Okay. They've never been tempted to check. Two that want surprises, but one that will happily go find. That's it. hilarious. Yeah. As far as I know, yeah, either I they're good fakers. It's possible. <laughs> I have a kid. I was that really good at that regularly. as a kid. Yeah. So that that's where I keep them all. Basically, what I do is I start to wrap pretty early and start stuffing the stockings, mm-hmm. and I get them all set up in these big wicker baskets that I have. Oh, that's cute. So I just fill the stocking as I buy stuff. And before you know it, I'm done. So That's smart because I always go back later and realize that I overbought because I forgot about a bunch of stuff. Yep. And well, and the thing is that I have this romantic idea in my head that wrapping is fun. It is not fun. I think the same thing. I hate wrapping. Me too. Every year. You should see. I have a whole wrapping section in my office right now. It's got beautiful paper and bows. And then I, I get, get it so all unhappy. And I throw on a Christmas movie and then I hate every minute of it. I feel like that's the seven. We're just like, oh, like this after five long. minutes, I'm done. I yeah. just, I can't get into this. So what I've started doing is outsourcing the wrapping. So that's awesome. basically my youngest daughter thinks it's fun, but I think it's because she likes being with me. <laughs> so as long as I'm doing it, she's willing. And I get her to do her brothers because there's no overlap. So yeah. she won't, you know how you can sometimes yep. buy all of them the same kind of yep. gift. So you don't want them to see. Um, so she has pretty much done all the wrapping for her brothers this oh, that's year. Great. Yeah. So I put them to work. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. And then I, other than that, have planned out the food gifts. So I haven't made them yet, but I'm going to make pickled jalapeno <laughs> and bacon jam and I'm going to make some spiced nuts and some homemade barbecue sauce. Does that feed you, your soul, to do that? That is my love language, is feeding people, (laughs) for sure. Or creating the food? Like, is is the actual making of the stuff sort of... Um, or is it the giving piece? It's the giving and and watching them receive it. Yeah. 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 I want to experience them biting into it. And what's really funny is the kinds of food I made, I know, and I've thought it through, they're going to open it right away and they're going to eat it Christmas when we're together yeah. because it's that kind of food. And I will get to be there and I'll be a part of that experience. There will be like some sense of connection that happens so partly it's just for you (laughs) but at that same time it's like no one would call that selfish because it's their joy that i am relishing interacting with Mm -hmm. yeah exactly but i want to be part of it 
Right. Right? Anyway, how about you? Um, I'm pretty organized this year. Every year I say to myself, I'm going to be ready by December, and then I never am. This year has been a bit slower, so it's been a little bit easier, and I I was pretty determined this year to get it done. So like you, I do the same thing. My kids, well, one of them sent me a Google Doc this year, and the other two left me their lists early in November. So I pretty much knocked it off and feel pretty ready. Um, The one thing I haven't thought about is family photo. Normally, I have the photo taken already, and I have the card designed. But the truth is, I, for some reason, am not into it this year. Okay, so funny you say that. So me too. I gave up on it. And then I remembered that about four months ago, I bought a Groupon for all these Christmas photos. So I thought I better use it. So last week, I dragged my family into my sister's backyard. The day it snowed, it was snowing like crazy. Mm, Good for you. And we did a family photo. Oh, yeah. But don't... Again, my expectations, kind of like wrapping. <laughs> I take it's my family. It's always more miserable than oh you my goodness. remember it's it like being. It's like me yelling at all the people to just suck it up and put on their jeans and go on the And their smiles are not real. No. <laughs> no, you're not convincing oh, anyone. It's so funny. Yeah. So I will actually, after we're done recording, I'm going to put a reminder in my phone to do it on Sunday. We always look really good on Sunday because we've come <laughs> home from church. So I'll there make sure that we're somewhat coordinated and I'll take a picture. But I don't think I'm mailing a single one. I think it's all digital this year. And I used to I mail them definitely every, judge yeah. people that, that don't mail the thing, but it's so expensive and I just, I'm, I'm over but it. But there is nothing better than opening a Christmas card out of the mailbox. I know. And you know what? Other years, I would do it. There's something about this year. Then just let it go. Yeah. I feel like that's the theme of the year for me. It's like, it's I'm sort of going with what feeds me and what doesn't, I'm letting go. Mm-hmm. And so like you, part of my prep this year, and that's why I was asking you about the food, I made piles of body product. You'll be getting some, but you can pretend you didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I made like lip balm and hand balm and face creams and... I love it. And I love decorating the little boxes. And that that wrapping piece makes me happy. Not the presents, but just something to give all my girlfriends. It's been a terribly hard year. And yeah. I feel like just something happy, right? I, I probably overdid it a little bit this year on the Christmas gifts just because I feel like we all need a little extra. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. Yep. And you can't do experiences. Not, like we talked not this about time. Too, right? Like no. everything is so up in the air right now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what a weird year. It is. It's an odd one. Gifts. Gift giving. Oh my goodness. Okay. I love gift giving. <laughs> yes. Love so Aaron giving. and I, this is funny. We definitely have like different gift loving capacities. <laughs> okay. So talk me through what, how do you do gifts? I love, love thinking up really creative, unique gifts. Do you tailor it to each person? Yes, I do. Okay. Yes, for sure. And a lot of times I'll go with themes. Like for friends of mine last year, I they got beer and wine and socks. And all the socks were indicative of each person's personality. And I ordered them from all over um, so I could get each person their own special pair that spoke volumes about them. And I was so proud of it. And I love it. I just love giving gifts where I know they're going to be like, this is, you thought of me. You thought of exactly what I would want. And for me, I take little joy in what I get. I, I just doesn't, I don't get the same euphoric feeling as watching someone open something I thought so in depth about that that's the piece that brings me the joy yeah so for me i i've thought a lot about why it's so tricky <laughs> <laughs> gift giving is tricky for me and i'm gonna blame the four yeah i was gonna say i think it's a four thing <laughs> so here's the problem wait can i just ask you a question before we go further i just have a thought about this yes. thing. do you want the gifts for you to be super 
special and well thought out, but then for going the other way, you're not super interested? Nope. Okay. Nope. Okay, so here's what happens. I have a very real body sense when a gift fits a person. And it is just like you. There's something really satisfying about it. I am just way more picky, I think, <laughs> is what happens. So, And it's so elusive. And and a few things get in the way for me. I like really me. practical things. Yep. Like so he, socks nope. you're going to wear every Here's day. the four, okay? <laughs> like we're talking some from, from the deserts of Persia or I, honest to goodness. So this is what's really hard about it. Very rarely has it happened where I just, I just knew. I just knew this was the right gift. And I actually managed to find it. And it was hallelujah. And I feel like it's the closest I'll ever come to feeling like a one. Because there's this inner alignment thing that happens where I'm like, click, click, I fit the perfect, authentic, unique gift to the person. Oh my goodness, I'll ride on that high for a year. So that never happens. Because if I come up with the perfect gift, it's almost impossible to find. And it certainly isn't affordable. (laughs) It just isn't. Like so many so times I've wished. So you are screwed from the time you start to the time you end. It is you're... a fail, fail, fail is what it is. And it's so frustrating and I can rarely pull it off. So basically what I've done, and it's probably like a self-preservative thing, is I have told myself and really have come to believe it that stuff doesn't matter and I don't care about stuff. And um, I do the same thing with myself where the truth is what delights me most in the world is when someone, first of all, surprises me because I'm almost never surprised and I open a gift and it can be tiny. It doesn't matter what it is, but it's a perfect fit. It's the same thing. They got me right and they saw me and they just knew and I didn't have to initiate or prompt them because I'm certainly not going to hint, right? And it's just so rare that that happens. Very, very rare. Um, And so I've kind of like fallen into the habit of being very specific, giving them an actual link to the thing (laughs) so that they get it right. And and that hurts less than if they get it wrong and they miss me. Do you do that with everyone? No one else gets me gifts. Like, I mean, no, I do it with my family. I'm just thinking like, yeah, family would be. No, for sure. Um, So what I've started doing, and I, I did mention this, is I give experiences. And and this is it's Hold not on. just self-preserving. I want to yeah, I I know if yeah. this is the seven piece. When yeah. you give gifts that are experiences, do you partake? Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. And here's where I'm gonna explain that. <laughs> here's where I'm gonna explain that. What I really love most about gift giving is connection. Right. So if I give a gift certificate to a dinner out, you're gonna great. go. So like, you can use it to connect. It's just so I actually don't even do that though. What I do is I say, come over. Um, this is like an IOU, come over, I'm going to make an elaborate dinner for you. And you're going to tell me when and you're going to tell me like your favorite things. And I tailor it, right? I tweak it, tailor it. And there's something about I'm giving them me and the experience, right? right? And we talked about how like for birthdays, I'll, I'll tailor the experience to the person and whatnot. And I think there's something about handing someone a thing. I never know what they do with the thing. I'll never partake right. in whatever that is that's happening between them and the thing. That sounds dirty. But <laughs> <laughs> if they're deeply connected to that thing. Anyways, that's like an explanation of why it's become all about experiences. And I can't decide if it always was or if I've like learned to do that for the sake of self-preservation. Yeah. I don't know. That's I don't know. But that's the way it is now. Can you think of one of those things that you got just right? Like a gift you gave that you know landed just right. You made the right fit for the right person. Well, one of those pairs of socks last year. Right. Yeah. <laughs> one of them I had to search really high and low for because he has a unique hobby. But You have to explain the hobby. 
It's disc golf. Disc like, golf. Frisbee golf. Yeah, he plays in like... What in the world did that look like? What did those socks look like? They I look can't like picture guys it. guys throwing frisbees into like metal nets. <laughs> oh my goodness. Somebody wasted time but, making those. But it was priceless because it's such a unique hobby and it's not a really popular thing to do. So when I when he opened them in his face, I was like, yes, nailed it. <laughs> okay, you got to hear the most eight, four, seven tri-type gift that I've okay. managed to find. So for me, it was a hand-carved walking stick for my dad. Oh, that's and cool. the, it was carved to look like Gandalf. And it wasn't on purpose, though. <laughs> it just looked like... So we're a Tolkien family. We're a Lord of the Rings family. My dad read us all the books with all the voices. <laughs> and my dad and I hiked together. Everything about it fit oh. this thing. It was unique. It was authentic. It was one of a kind. It had the artistry to it. And it fit my dad. And it was about experience that he and I have together. Everything for you. It it was just one of those things. Yeah, it just went click, click, click. (laughs) And then conversely, like the closest someone has come is just my husband getting me one of those old fashioned lanterns, where you have to have the wick and the oil. And it just it's just right for me, because it gives me an experience every morning in the dark I light it in the mornings because it's still dark out and it fits this outdoor theme I take it all summer with me when we go camping and yeah and it's beautiful and so it fits my home and decor and all that so yeah those are examples how about a gift you've received oh it would hands down be when my husband surprises me with a weekend away or a night away yeah there you go just, just quiet nobody's saying mommy mommy I would agree that I'd rather yeah give gifts than get them specifically because I'm so disappointed when those so, criteria so I was going to say this earlier. I started to say it, but we didn't get that far. Yeah. But I have gotten to the point where <laughs> I buy my own Christmas presents. I know. And I give them to my husband yeah. to, to give them to me. And he will try. Like, he'll take the kids out and buy a few small things, like a bottle of wine. Or every once in a while, he'll surprise me with something. Like, one year, it was a, it was a laptop I was in need of. Or, like, with, and I'm not even kidding you. It was a ripped off piece of cardboard off a box that said, this is good for one laptop. <laughs> wrapped up that is so Derek I feel (laughs) because he wouldn't pick it without me right that's funny anyway it was really cute but I fill my own stocking it's really good my stocking is kick-ass every year that (laughs) is how I wonder if this is common that is exactly what I do I so I I fill my own stocking or I give them a very specific itemized list and they actually have to do the job of going to get them and then wrapping because I don't want to do that. But it's my list that I've pre-curated to make sure they get it right. And I give my presents that I purchased for myself to my husband and he and the kids wrap them. I know. And I open them like I've never seen them. But I buy all of them. I feel there is loss in that though. Okay, so here's the thing. I'm sad about it. No, but here's the thing. I think I accepted what my husband's capabilities are in this area. And I used to be disappointed because I don't want deodorant in my stocking. I really don't. I can buy that for myself and I have to buy it every day to use it, right? So let's just let that stand as a tip. People, do not put (laughs) deodorant in your family's stockings. So I was disappointed every year. I open my stocking and think, because I put so much effort into everyone else and I feel like I sort of get the short end of the stick. And so when I accepted the fact that this just isn't my husband's thing, Mm -hmm. then I just decided to take it over. I stopped being disappointed. So yeah, the, the surprise isn't there, but every once in a while he does knock something out of the park and surprise me. And in the meantime, I, I feel like my expectations are just a little bit more level. I just want to acknowledge that this is very much in line with type. There is something very self-preservation about this. 
We don't want to deal with the hurt that comes of having expectations and having them not be met. And so we have controlled the situation and we have engineered it (laughs) so that it will happen. And it's not the ideal, but it's the lesser hurt. Yeah, it's so true. Okay, so we just need to acknowledge that that's kind of practical. And you know what? Keep doing it. Keep doing it. It doesn't make sense. Acknowledge that it's it's less than the ideal and that there was this dream that you had that isn't being met and then move on. That's fine. Don't need to sit in it. I think it's less than ideal, but I think it's not worth sitting in bitterness and anger. We have too much else to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, my husband's heart is good. He's a a man who wants to please me and does all the time. Mm -hmm. So, so what that he doesn't love gifts? I love gifts. Sometimes (laughs) it's disappointing, but it's not, I figured out a way to make it work and I'm okay with it. Right. But it's also okay to acknowledge that there is this longing to be fully seen and connected with, with the perfect gift tailored to the perfect you, like to who you really are. And that's just a real thing. And it's rare. And so I think it goes in line for me. Like I said before, I put so much effort into everyone else. I just want to feel like someone put that effort into me. Yeah, and we're not the only ones. We've heard some of you say the same thing, so I think it is pretty common. Okay, let's talk about traditions. Why don't you name a few of the traditions that you guys do every year? On the whole, are you a traditions person? Yeah, we do. Or not? Because you and I talk about this. I'm restless. So you want to go to the same place in Prince Edward County every year. And if you had your way, we'd probably stay at the same place and eat at the same <laughs> place. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, can we try somewhere new? Like, please let me go somewhere new, try I different food. And you're like, getting no. familiar and becoming a local. Like yeah, when I go to New I York City, I want to hang out in the places I know. And I just want to like be familiar with everything. I don't want to keep exploring new cities. And I do. I want to explore new cities, but I want to keep going back so that I get to a place where I don't feel like the tourist. I hate being the tourist. So right from the get-go, this will show up differently for me in that traditions, eh, because I, the nature of the holiday is that you stick with traditions. We do for a lot of things, but I get restless and I want to change them up and I'm actually okay with change. So it's interesting because when I was growing up, our traditions were exactly the same my whole childhood. You know, we, my family's European, so we celebrated on Christmas Eve with all the cousins and all the aunts and uncles and my, my aunt, bless her, because I tried to do this for my children and let me tell you, it was not a breeze. She would make every single kid a piñata. And you got your own piñata every Christmas. And there was a lot of us. I think there was probably about 14 on a regular basis of us kids every Christmas. And it was the best thing ever. You ask all my cousins. We all have the same memories. Um, The parents would all fill our stockings with what would be dollar store toys now. And we would smash them down one at a time. And as we got older, they blindfolded us. And, you know, it was just such joy to do that. And then Christmas Day was spent with my mom's family. It was it was the same every year. Nothing changed till I was in my late teens. And then um, we had some family fallouts in different areas. And so things started to sort of shift. But ultimately, Christmas Eve was still our big thing till the last probably 10 years. I think that's made me more flexible because when that started to fall apart and relationships fall apart, it, it was okay to deviate and it felt natural. Okay, I'm having an insight. I think I have just gotten some insight into why I deliberately change up things. The truth is that I think what's happening is if a tradition still feels the same magical way, (laughs) I will stick with it. But if one year it hurts because it falls short, I'm like, you know what? I do not want to feel that again. And so let's just distract Mm -hmm. from the situation and just 
never go there again and try something totally new. So then I won't feel disappointed if that new thing doesn't feel the same. It'll have a different feel to it. And so traditions that have lasted are ones that still always come with a magical feeling. It just, they're still running on old fuel that still works. But some of them have fallen away. Like we had always a more formal Christmas dinner because that's what my mom loved. And now that she's gone, that hurts too much. The thought of doing it hurts too much and there's no magic left in it. So we now are finger food people on Christmas because we have now said we are never going to feel that feeling again. That came with my mom sitting at the table with the actual turkey. And there is loss. I miss it. But at the same time, it's not going to be the same without her. And so we have gone on to this new thing. I almost think the loss is more. Yeah. If you try to recreate it and you're And it doesn't feel the it, same. It hurts. And too we've much. never tried. We yeah. actually have just moved on entirely. Yeah. So maybe so, in a few years we'll go back and try it cuz enough time will have gone by, but I think that's very uh it's very true. I think I do the same thing. Uh, and you're right. When things don't work anymore or the vibe is not happy and good and safe, I just we switch it up. When my parents split up, we um I didn't even want to do Christmas, period. Like I just wanted to be gone. And so for my kids' sake, we were here, but we, we went to Dominican one year. We went to Mexico another year. We went to Florida another year, all the week before Christmas or the week after Christmas, just to distract. Oh, for sure. Right? I do resonate with that. So our Christmas traditions now, I would say in the last 10 years that are very different because we don't have a Christmas Eve tradition anymore. And I think that's still my heartache because that is my, all my happiest memories are Christmas Eve. And right now we don't, we have nothing Christmas Eve. Last year actually was lovely. We went to my parents' house. I don't know if I've ever clarified this, but just an FYI side note, my parents did remarry each other. So they're back together and married. But we went in their backyard and um, we we lit a big Christmas fire and we just hung out outside all evening and it was beautiful. So that was lovely. It was really, really simple. And um, it's a little sad for me, I think, every year still to not have a big family together. And I feel for my kids, they don't have that childhood that I had. So Christmas Eve, I don't really love, but One of the things that we've adopted in the last 10 years that I love is our decorate the tree night. So we have, which usually we would have Derek's parents and my parents and my siblings who are in town over and we throw on Christmas music and we have lasagna or spaghetti or something easy and we all decorate our tree. And we also do the, okay, warning for anybody who has young children listening, you might want to mute this for a second but only because there's nothing worse than listening to something and then have someone say Santa's not real (laughs) and then you're like "Ah!" but so there's your warning but we I'm gonna insert here I'm gonna pull you all to see how many of you are lying to your kids (laughs) about Santa Claus given that we're truth tellers I just wonder if more of us are a little squirmy about doing the lying thing oh yeah I have no issue there okay I do that's hilarious no issues I feel like um, I'm giving them the magic. It's for their own good. Um, <laughs> Until they find out and they hate you. No, my kids my kids have figured out over time. None of them hate me. You know what their biggest fear is? That if they say they know, then the Santa gifts will disappear. Good heavens. <laughs> so they don't. We do this thing called the PNP. So it's called the Portable North Pole. And you go ahead online and you fill out, like you insert pictures and your kids' names and their hobbies. And, and then Santa custom tailors a video to them and he we get an email from him and it's a whole like video. It's usually about four or five minutes each video. And it, it says, hello, Annika. <laughs> and it talks to her and I see you've been dancing this year and has her dance picture up Does there. she still and, want to do that? Oh, I think they love it. That's yes. cute. And because um, she's what, 13, 14? Fi- almost 15. <laughs> yeah. She placates us in this. But so we have this portable notebook. And then at the very end, 
they say, let the elves all scurry around. And they're like, let's check. Is Anaconda on the naughty list or the nice list? Let's find out. Let's find out. And they run around the whole elf place. And they, anyway, and then they push a button. And then this, like, thing goes up. And big, big suspense. And then it's like, bing, you're on the, na- the good list. And then everybody cheers. And, and we do it for every kid. One year, I hit the wrong button. And I put one of my kids on the maybe list. It was horrible. I think he's been traumatized. Traumatizing. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it's so funny. Anyway, and when it came up, I was like, oh, shoot. I did not mean to do that. And the look on his face and, like, the next couple of years, he would be, like, shaking before watching the video. Anyway, I felt horrible. I traumatized him, but you know, he did on the whole thing. So he and, he and my older one, they uh, they get in on it. But we do them for all their cousins, too. And so even though they can't be with us, we FaceTime, like, our cousins in Nashville, and then they come in for the whole Santa videos. And they have their own, too. And so that piece I kind of love. This is the whole part, though, I was talking about, moms, about traditions. Like, I started this when my kids were really little, and then I started making them for all the cousins, and now i got to pay the, like, $20 yeah, bonus right. fee because there's not enough videos for the kids anymore. So, anyways, that's I think that's my favorite decorate the tree night thing, and it'll look different this year just with circumstances, but it is. It's a fun night. I love it. Yeah, we oh, we have a few. Um, the first snow is when I allow Christmas music to begin <laughs> because snow makes. No, that's give- terrible. No. Sometimes snow doesn't show up till. Okay, I'll make a concession. It's first. It's first snow or the first of December. Okay, whatever, well, whichever of them happens. Um, no one will be surprised to hear that I'm really picky about the <laughs> Christmas, Christmas music, music that I. Lo- it's all weird indie stuff. That um, has become very much a playlist for us. And so there's none of the classics. They're all really weird, obscure, indie, um, but very Christmassy. Anyway, then another thing that we do is I host a gift exchange. Erin has come to a lot of them. And again, our house is really Christmassy and magical. Um, People are pretty committed to driving all the way out. And it's been snowstorms a few of the times. Mm And it's one of those like majorly competitive gift exchange situations where <laughs> we're out for blood. And because I'm the host, I feed it. Like, I'm like, steal, steal, don't be nice. What? <laughs> You've got to like, yeah, basically break somebody's heart to get something yep. you want. That's and I'm best, all for it. That's the yeah, best all part. for it. So that's a real thing. We do that. Um, we also go to a tree farm. I'm a purist, so we cut it down and we'll be doing it probably until I, I physically can no longer do it. Um, and we always get huge trees because we have a living room that goes all the way up two stories. So we get these mammoth trees. <laughs> I don't think it's worth doing unless they're mammoth. There you go. See, there you go. Even go big, Costco go or go home. Is mammoth. Yes, <laughs> Nine yes and exactly. Feet, so yeah. So we up. have a beautiful local tree farm that's just pure magic. It's sleigh rides and the whole works. And then we always come back and we have hot apple cider. And another tradition is that we have a tree sleepover. So we always do it on the 23rd and me and all the kids sleep around the tree and it's very uncomfortable and nobody sleeps well, but we make ourselves do it. It makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. I'm like, oh, I'll lose a whole night of sleep when my bed's like right up the stairs. Mm, No. I know. So I admit there have been a few times where I slipped away (laughs) and then came back down, but um, it's pretty magic. And the rule is is you have to keep the lights on all night and I don't sleep well when there's light no, but you just do the thing and I've got big big kids and they still want to do it so oh, that's nice. you kind of keep it where you can we do a Christmas puzzle and that um, is harder because Ellie literally eats puzzle oh. pieces 
I last year I there was this moment pepper on them or something seriously she was being held by my daughter my daughter walked past the table and like a little lightning strike her arm shot out she grabbed a piece (laughs) stuffed it in her mouth and before I knew it my favorite puzzle was down one piece Uh, I swear this is life with Ellie but anyway so that is going to maybe be on hold. And then, yeah, we do always Christmas morning. My mom insisted that you get up in the dark. And that's not hard to do here in Canada. Oh, my goodness. The mornings are dark. But um, she made us get up in the dark. And the stockings are always ready to go, all laid out in a heap. We only do stockings. So the kids, we don't do like big presents. There's too many kids. If my kids need something, we just get it for them anyway. So we do only stockings. So they've got these piles, like heaps of things um, sitting there. I always have cinnamon buns. Mm -hmm. So we get the cinnamon buns heating. So the house smells like cinnamon buns when they get up and get coffee brewing. I've got a few coffee drinker kids now because they're older. Shippers. I just remembered one of ours. So Christmas Day for us, too, is say we always get up in the dark, but that's just that's just the nature of the way it works because the kids are so excited to get up. I usually have something prepped for Christmas morning or my parents will come over and they bring breakfast. So bacon, eggs and toast. And- oh, I was going to say, yeah. yeah, we for sure do fried ham and eggs yeah. for breakfast. On breakfast Christmas usually. Day has been a tradition of our family through all of us having kids. We always do breakfast together, usually because we're with um, our other families that night. Like we'll go to Derek's family for Christmas dinner on Christmas Day. So we have breakfast with my family. But the one thing we do before we go down to do to get our stockings, and I don't know how we've been doing this for years, but the kids come and wake us up and we all climb into our bed and we pray for all the people that can't be with their family at Christmas. That's awesome. The police and the ambulance, you know, anybody who doctor, nurses, um, military, anybody who's not able to be with their family. And that's been something I don't I don't know even know why we started that that's that beautiful years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they all clamor into our bed. We do our big prayer for everybody first and then we head down and the rest of the day becomes about presence and <laughs> seeing family. So typically what we do is only just our, our nuclear family Christmas morning and then other families start showing up throughout the day and then we all have a sleepover Christmas night. And <laughs> it's really important that we play ridiculous games, <laughs> games that make you feel like a moron. And so the one I want to recommend to you is called Quelf. Go look it up. It has you do things like put on an Irish accent and dance a jig, but you're not allowed to move your hands. So it has to be like Lord of the Dance dancing <laughs> and and singing like the alphabet with an Irish accent. I'm serious. This That's is hilarious. the kind of thing that they ask you to do. So you have to have alcohol in you, like really. Um, <laughs> and you end up with the best video footage. I might or might not post some for you to see because <laughs> it is going to sell this game, I swear. So that's a big part. It's got to be that kind of game. Yeah, not so much board games, uh, but like crazy interactive games. Lo- yeah, we'll play categories and stuff that gets everybody yes. involved. But the, the one we're big on that my sister's husband got us all into is called In Between. And it's a betting game. So everybody puts in five bucks and you bet on cards and then start with five dollars but you can end up depending on if you hit the wrong card you can owe doubles and you owe ten dollars and then if you want to get back in so anyway we love those big games and it's always a riot when someone loses like double or triple and they have to pay 40 bucks into the pot and Give me a few of the Christmas foods that always crop up. What are your oh, typical well, foods? Turkey's always there, but a turkey's not my favorite or my husband's. So there's usually ham involved as well. 
Do you have special baking? Christmas cookies. I baked last week, which was big because I haven't been feeling well for so long. And I had the energy and I baked like a quadruple batch of gingerbread and a quadruple batch of sugar cookies. And then I had my nieces over and we and my kids and my nieces all decorated cookies. And then they left and I decorated for the next, you know, four hours because there were so many. But I, I put them all in the freezer and hid them so my kids wouldn't eat them. But I've been taking them out every day. And now I think I'm going to have to remake another batch to replace what I've eaten. My kids are going to call me out. Anyways, I love gingerbread is probably my favorite thing. Why far? Yeah, Christmas for me is about having big bowls of things that you can just grab. So we always have a bowl filled with tangerines. Yeah. They have to be on my island already. If you get a bad batch, it's so disappointing. But anyway, tangerines. And then um, we do walnuts that are fresh, fresh, fresh mm. with the nutcrackers yeah. and the whole thing. And then a big bowl of Hershey's Kisses with oh, the Christmas fun. wrapping. Yeah. So those are things the kids know they can grab as much as they want. And I'm just going to keep topping it up. Um, and two thirds of that is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I also it's do... It's all about balance. That's very balanced. I also definitely start to make sure that there's a few different types of cookies that are always sitting there ready to snatch. So we have Scottish shortbread. Mm. That's our background, Scottish. Yeah, so shortbread. we do the classic Ooh, shortbread. Shortbread does not make the same way. <laughs> no. I've, I've that's tried. A, that's sad. It's not really great. Nope. So we do sugar cookies, which everyone will agree never taste great, but the kids still like to I decorate love them. Sugar so we do that. And I've mastered the gluten free. No so way. I'm happy. So we always get white icing and silver balls to decorate with. I don't know. It's a thing. I don't like the silver balls. No, they taste like They're crap, but they look pretty. I like sprinkles. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so then I love thumbprint cookies is a tradition. And yeah, sometimes I fill it with caramel. Oh, yeah, it depends cool. on my mood, but oh, you can fill them with different things. And oh, and I really have a soft spot for those ridiculously crumbly pecan balls. Oh, you know what I mean? They yeah, look like I snowballs. Do. Okay. And the reason is because really they're kind of like sawdust. They're mostly icing sugar. <laughs> That's right. They explode in your mouth and yeah. you always breathe in the icing sugar. It's and so the only thing is it you was choke. my grandmother. Aww. It's I do definitely like a memory. Yeah. So for me to eat it is memory. So they are a must yeah. every year. We yeah. forgot wine. Wine's definitely on my uh, Christmas. So. The newest is Ontario has a brand called Lola. Oh, Have you heard favorite. of that? Yeah, yeah. I've been oh drinking my goodness. it for a while. Yeah, so I'm going to stock up. Yeah, the, the pink Lola like yes. the, is my favorite for the summer. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, okay, so then if I had to choose a sit-down meal, it's always going to be roast beef, like a crown roast, which is super expensive, and Yorkshire puddings oh, yum. with the really intense gravy and roast vegetables. So we don't do turkey. Aiden grew up with braces and he has memories of the oh, chicken getting, getting stuck, stuck in his braces. Turkey, yeah. And turkey, white meat is pasty. And so he's honestly, he's got PTSD from anything <laughs> poultry, unless I, I do like something, only brown meat, like thighs or something. So we don't do it. But Yorkshire puddings oh, and I, roast, yeah, I would it's got to be the most expensive thing you I can do. But you can good. do Yorkshire puddings gluten-free. So. No, you can't. You really can't, <laughs> no. as far as I know. But yeah, that's our go-to if we're going to do a sit-down meal. I think snack food is my favorite way to eat. We do that at, at New Year's. We'll just do like a potluck appetizer potluck. That was a lot of like really light stuff, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we still went for it, though. We did. I, I felt us go deep a few times. I'm like, oh, man, we just can't Help resist, ourselves. man. <laughs> I can't. I think it's, is it my fault? <laughs> is it the four? No. I think it's your no, fault a few think, times. Yeah. It was you that went there. I just like, we got to be real. I know. That's it for today. We hope by now you've realized there's a lot more going on under the surface. And you'll continue to follow along as we take you inside the armor. <laughs>